0: with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. On this episode, I talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers getting the walk-off victory over the St. Louis Cardinals, and they're set to play the San Francisco Giants in the division series. This is going to be an epic matchup. Going to preview some of the high school games tonight. We have Russell County taking on Sidney Lanier, and we also have Shaw taking on Troop County right up the road in LaGrange. We got a football game Between the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. How big is this football game for a Thursday night? And I'm going to talk about the upcoming college football week. You don't want to miss it. All right, I did see this game last night. I was cheering for the Cardinals. The Dodgers are a very dangerous team. 106 wins in the regular season. you got to knock them out in a one-game playoff. Obviously, I don't want to see the Dodgers win the World Series because I'm a Giants fan, but I am looking forward to the Dodgers-Giants in the Division Series. An epic classic. The Dodgers won this game because their bullpen bailed them out. Max Scherzer could not get out of the fifth inning. Thanks to Justin Turner tying it, Adam Wainwright pitched a good game for the Cardinals, but you've got to to stop leaving runners in scoring position. That was the Cardinals' Achilles' heel, and it doomed them at the end. Chris Taylor hits a walk-off, two-run shot, and the Dodgers win 3-1. Cardinals had a very good season. 17 straight games. They got into the postseason as a wild card team. And now, the marquee matchup is set. The San Francisco Giants that won 107 games in the regular season, taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers that won 106 games in the regular season, and the Giants. Giants led the season series 10 to 9. It didn't start off very well for the Giants. They took on the Dodgers to begin the season and got swept. But the Giants were able to be resilient. Logan Webb is going to take the mound against Walker Bueller. My opinion on Logan Webb is. He does not have the experience in the postseason as a starter, but he had a great regular season, and this could be a coming-out party for Logan Webb as the ace for the Giants. One of those things that I'm looking forward to is, can the Giants take advantage of the home field? If it goes back to LA 1-1, the Giants have got to steal one in LA, obviously, because Game 5 is going to be back in San Francisco. I think the Giants just need to go for the jugular. In Games 1 and 2, you have your two best pitchers, Logan Webb and Kevin Gosman going up against Walker Bueller and Julio Urias. Max Scherzer won't pitch until game three. Send this series back to LA 2-0. The Giants have got to win their games at home in order to advance in this series. Yes, the Dodgers are the favorites. They're still the odds-on favorites to win the World Series this year. But as a Giants fan, and I am passionate about this, they're taking on the Dodgers, my longtime hated rival. Beat L.A., by the way. Thank you. Beat L.A. San Francisco and Los Angeles have had this hated rivalry towards each other. I've been to a Giants game when they took on the Dodgers in Dodgers Stadium when I was a kid. That was brutal. The Dodgers have been a dynasty practically since Clayton Kershaw was a rookie in 2008. But they only have one World Series title. They made it to the World Series in 2017 and 2018. They've had some disappointing playoff series. And so this is going to be the barometer to see how good the Dodgers are and can the Giants, who came out of nowhere this year, to have the best record in baseball, can the Giants win this series? And after that, I really don't care. They don't have to win the World Series this year. I actually, as a transplant Georgia native, I wouldn't mind the Braves winning the World Series because they deserve it. They, It's their year. I just want to see a good series, or I just want to see the Giants sweep the Dodgers. That would be a perfect scenario. So the Division Series playoffs start tonight, and we have... The Chicago White Sox taking on the Houston Astros. And then you have the Boston Red Sox taking on the Tampa Bay Rays. Now I could care less about these series. as I, I actually hope that somebody comes out of the American League and gives the Giants a good series. Or the Braves. Whoever just don't want to see the Dodgers in the World Series. I wouldn't mind seeing the Milwaukee Brewers. They've had a good run. The Bucks winning the NBA title. Is Milwaukee... About to have a city run like Tampa Bay had or the L.A. Dodgers had with the Lakers. Dodgers, Lakers winning titles. Now the Bucks win a title. Are the Packers going to win the Super Bowl? Is the state of Wisconsin, with the exception of Wisconsin football, poised for a run like The city of Tampa had with the Buccaneers. The Rays making the World Series. They might make it back to the World Series. And the Tampa Bay Lightning winning two straight Stanley Cups. I'm really looking forward to this. All right, I took Tuesday off. Many of you know I've gone back to five days a week now. I was trying to do three days a week, but I felt like I needed to get a show in today. Tuesday was just a crazy day. Had a lot of stuff going on. So I took Tuesday off, and I wanted to have continuity on this show to go back to three days a week. But if I'm able to do a show, I'm going to do a show. There's so much sports going on, I feel like I have to do a show. So we got some big football games tonight. High school football, college football, and the NFL. Starting with the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams 3-1 and one. after losing to the Arizona Cardinals. I did say the Rams were the best team in the NFL. They do have flaws. Arizona was able to move the ball on that stout defense for the Rams. They are favored by two and a half. They're taking on the Seattle Seahawks, who got a win over the 49ers, but that was a game that was dominated by the Niners' defense in the first half. And then Russell Wilson just became Russell Wilson, like he always does in the second half. Does he have some Russell Wilson magic? And can Matt Stafford put the clamps on the Seahawks' defense who have been suspect this year. They're not very good. Pete Carroll is a defensive head coach. What is going on in Seattle? Do they need to fire another coordinator? Seattle's in trouble if they don't get their act together because it is going to be a gauntlet of a schedule. They have a very tough schedule with a lot of games that are losable games, and they are in danger of missing out on the playoffs. Russell Wilson has never had a losing season in his NFL career, and there's a possibility that that could happen this year because the division's so tough. We have college football games tonight including Coastal Carolina ranked 15th in the country taking on Arkansas State in Jonesboro Arkansas and Coastal Carolina is favored by 20 you got Houston taking on Tulane Houston is favored by six and a half. Houston's four and one on the season. Tulane is one and four. We got some big high school games tonight, including Shaw at Troop County. Russell County will travel to Montgomery to take on Sidney Lanier, and Park Crossing will take on Valley. So Calvin Ridley is not going to travel with the team to London, which means the Falcons are going to be without their star wide receiver. This is on Matt Ryan. To come up with an identity, get Kyle Pitts the ball, or just run the football. Cordell Patterson has been used as a weapon, and can the Falcons bounce back and get a win against a winnable team in the Jets? A couple of weeks ago, I thought maybe this game would be an easy win, and now I'm not 100% sure. I think the Jets can win this game. You have got to be kidding me. Is it time to start Trey Lance? So Jimmy Garoppolo did not practice today for the second straight day and it looks like Trey Lance will get his first NFL start when the San Francisco 49ers will take on the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. And I believe the Trey Lance era has begun in San Francisco. Especially if Trent Williams cannot go on the offensive line. I know that Trey Lance is a rookie, but anytime your offensive line is banged up, you want to get that mobile quarterback in there. The Chicago Bears have decided to to ride and die with Justin Fields. He is going to continue being the starter. And it's very important that Trey Lance gets experience in there. I'm not saying this is a lost season for the 49ers, but Let Trey Lance make some mistakes. And when Jimmy Garoppolo is 100% healthy, let Jimmy Garoppolo come back into the starting lineup and win his job. If he's not healthy, Trey Lance should get the starting job. Trey Sermon is going to start for the second straight week as Elijah Mitchell is dealing with that shoulder injury. George is getting ready to take on Kentucky next week, and that is going to be the CBS game. If Kentucky beats LSU on Saturday, there is a great chance that Kentucky could win the SEC East if they beat Georgia. I know that's a tall task, but it's a nice story. I'm glad to see Kentucky out on top after beating Florida last week. But Georgia is starting to become a major player in college football. They've had a top five recruiting class since Kirby Smart took the program over in 2016. And as much as Mark Rick, I love Mark Rick. He is a nice guy, but he was not the elite head coach that Kirby Smart. He got good players, but when it came to X's and O's, Kirby Smart, just better, much better. And when I think of Ed Orgeron at LSU, a nice guy, great for the program, but despite that national championship, what has Ed Orgeron done well at that program? He's won 60% of his games, which is not going to cut it at LSU, which is a top five program that competes with Alabama every year. So LSU is in trouble. Ed Orgeron is on the hot seat. Will Urban Meyer leave the Jacksonville Jaguars to go coach at LSU? Which is the greatest story untold. The year was 1998. The Chicago Bulls just won their sixth NBA title. Michael Jordan was on top of the world. Then all of a sudden, he abruptly retired. The NBA had a lockout, shortened season for the 1998-1999 season. Which NBA team was going to take over at the realm? This story is about. This story is about the team, unlikely to capture the hearts of many basketball fans, and may be the greatest NBA team to never win an NBA championship. Just a little bit of background about me. I grew up a Golden State Warriors fan. You know, as a basketball fan in the early 90s, I was really into the Chicago Bulls. Of course, you had the Showtime Lakers, Magic Johnson retires. But in the Bay Area, we were Warriors fans. They were exciting. Run TMC, Chris Mullen, Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond. In 1985, the Kansas City Kings moved to Sacramento. Sacramento just out of the middle of nowhere, in the valley. Arco Arena was just out in the middle of nowhere. And a lot of NBA players did not want to play in Sacramento. So you look at this team and you got... This team had nothing but losing seasons. They made the playoffs abruptly in 1996, but they were swept by the Seattle Supersonics. So this team needed a spark. Needed the fans to get excited once again. And whatever happened, whatever magic that the Keens brought on was led by their owners. Joe and Gavin Maloof purchased the Sacramento Kings, and they wanted to provide that winning culture. First, they hire veteran head coach Rick Adelman. Adelman had a philosophy like none other. He was led by assistant head coach, former Princeton head coach, Pete Correale. The Keens moved to Sacramento for the 1985-1986 season. Within their first season, they reached The 1986, they reached the NBA playoffs. Led by veteran players like Reggie Theus, the 7th seeded Sacramento Kings took on the Houston Rockets and Akeem Olajuwon. Houston was no match. The Kings were no match for the Houston Rockets as they swept the series three games to none. Throughout the late 1980s and early 1990s, the Sacramento Kings experienced tragedy. Ricky Berry was a talented player, Drafted 18th overall in the 1988 NBA draft But tragically took his own life With self-inflicted gunshot wound Just weeks before his 25th birthday The Keens also experienced tragedy With the car accident of Bobby Hurley That left him Thanes looked promising in the early 1990s The Golden State Warriors traded away Their star player Mitch Richmond For Billy Owens The Sacramento Kings finally Had a franchise player in fact, the Keens were able to make the playoffs for the 1995-19 In fact, the Sacramento In fact, the Keens were able to make the playoffs for the 95-96 season. However, were defeated by the Seattle SuperSonics on May 14, 1998. The unthinkable happened. The Sacramento Keens traded away Mitch Richmond and Otis Thorpe for rising star Chris Webber. Webber has always had a rep Weber's had a reputation unlike any other. Drafted number one overall in 1993 by the Orlando Magic, and later traded to the Golden State Warriors, Weber was having Weber had a promising career as a power forward, but has a history unlike a none unlike none other. The infamous timeout in the 1993 national championship, as he was a member of the Fab Five, but the Sacramento Kings were already making moves for the lockout-shortened season of 98-99. They drafted point guard Jason Williams. Williams was flashy, and he was electric on the court, but he was also a liability on defense and committed way too many turn termo- way too m- ah, way too many turnovers. Vladi Divac, veteran center, a cast-off on the Los Angeles Lakers. When Shaquille O'Neal arrived in town in 1996, the Lakers traded away Vlade Divac for the draft rights to Kobe Bryant. Devots played one season with the Charlotte Hornets and then moved out west and became the starting center for the Sacramento Kings. This new-look Kings looked promising. They drafted Peja Stojakovic in 1996, and he was able to find a chance on the team. The Sacramento Kings had their first winning season in 20 years and made the playoffs for the first time since the 95-96 season. In their way first, the heavily favored Utah Jazz. Utah went to the finals the previous year, led by Stockton and Malone, this was the year, with Michael Jordan retired, that the Utah Jazz were going to win their first ever NBA championship. Game one did not look too promising for the Kings. Up at the Delta Center in Salt Lake City, Utah pounded the Kings 117-87. to It was a complete mismatch. It was a complete mismatch. And then, something turned around. Despite 33 points by Carl Malone, Sacramento went on a tear and held the Utah Jazz to just 14 points in the fourth quarter and pulled away a 101-90 to victory, evening the series at one apiece. Sacramento won back home court. In Sacramento, Arco Arena was electrifying. Over 17,000 fans witnessing a playoff game in the Valley. Vladi had a double-double, led by 22 points and 14 rebounds. The Sacramento Kings were able to stifle the Jazz with defense and win the game 84-81 to to take a two-game to take a two-to-one series lead. The Keens were one win away from winning their first playoff series in over 40 years. Now I admit, I was a bandwagon Sacramento Keens fan. I moved to Sacramento in 1997, and it was just a great time to go see a Keens game. You have this team, the only professional sport, The only professional team in Sacramento. Arco Arena, it was great just to see a basketball game. In fact, my first Kings game was in 1997. They were taking on the Golden State Warriors. I was still a Warriors fan, I admit, and things weren't going so well because PJ Carlissimo was the coach. Spreewell just got suspended for choking his coach. This team was in turmoil, they just traded away players. And, you know, they whiffed on some draft picks. I think Todd Fuller picked in the 1998 NBA draft. Todd Fuller picked in the 1996 NBA draft, was a complete bust. Uh, Really, the jury was out on Donald Foyle. They really whiffed on some draft picks. And they've had the number one pick twice. I love the Warriors, but it was nice to see a winner in Sacramento. See, when you live in the city of Sacramento, you really ride or die with the Kings. And they were just a phenomenal buzz in the city. Everybody was rooting for the Kings. And I'm I'm thinking they're one win away from defeating probably the best team in the NBA. I, I actually thought that the Utah Jazz were the favorites to win the NBA title. Game four was intense. Sacramento, one win away from reaching the second round of the playoffs. The game was neck and neck throughout. Chris Weber had 18 points. The one good thing about Sacramento is they don't have any stars. All their players share the basketball. Great passing, great team chemistry, and they were able to play like that. However, John Stockton hits the game winner to tie the series, and Utah wins the game 90-89. to John Stockton brings this series back to Utah, where the Jazz are unbeatable at home. Many Kings fans, like myself, felt that the Kings had no shot in Game 5, but once again, the Kings played tough, led by a surprising player off the bench. Vernon Maxwell has had playoff experience and championship experience with the Houston Rockets. He had 22 points. However, the Utah Jazz defeated the Kings once again in overtime. The Utah Jazz defeated the Kings in overtime, 99-92. Things looked promising for the 1999-2000 season but the Keens knew it was time for a change. All right, that's all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners that downloaded my podcast. Don't forget for tomorrow's high school sports show. Thank you, and have a great evening, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast,